Now, hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Joined this week with Tom Crotty and James Blanchfield. Tom, of course, Car Rugby Club and James Blanchfield from Kilkenny. Lads, how's it going? Good, Stephen. I'm too bad, Stephen. How are you? Not too bad. Tonight on the show, or today, or whenever you're listening to the podcast, uh, or watching it on YouTube, we're going to talk about Tullo's game. Uh, Carlo and Tull- did Carlo and Tullo enter league match last weekend, of course? Mm-hmm. Carlo or Tullo came away with the spoils from that one. We'll go into detail on that in a minute. Um, we'll talk about Kilkenny as well in trouble in Division 1A. Uh, and we'll talk about this weekend's games in the Leinster League as well. We'll preview those. And we'll have a look back at Ireland against France. And uh, if we get time towards the end of the show, we'll talk about Leo Cullen. He signed a contract extension with Leinster for another year. And Ed Byrne, Carlo Mans, signed a contract extension today, Thursday. Um, so we'll start with uh, Saturday and we'll start with Kilkenny. Um, James, what's the story? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think we're probably one of the most unlucky teams in the country. Um, we've... That's not making excuses, but we are in many respects. Um, last Saturday was a, how would I describe it? It was a dogfight. Um, it was not a pretty game. It was two teams who were stuck down in the bottom of a league fighting for their life. Uh, we were bad. Ashbourne were a bit better. And they they got the spoils. Um, up until Friday night, injuries, player unavailability. Doc didn't know what his starting fifteen was going to be. A couple of the lads were away in France at the rugby. Another lad had COVID, didn't had COVID, had COVID, had to isolate. Um, not excuses, but we are where we are. Um, I sight. I go back the whole way, back to the Gory at the Gory at the very, very first game of the season. Um, penalty try against us cost us that game. Um, I remember playing rugby a long time ago, and I um, I remember saying to Nilo Gorman in old number seven of ours, it was our first league game of the season away to Boyne, when in the old Division One A, and we had been just coming off the back of doing a um, I suppose doing a back to back in the league and Towns Cup and. I was a young fella coming into the first team and said it's an aisle after we lost the game. Sure, leagues aren't won today. And he turned around to me and goes, no, leagues are certainly not won, he said, but they're certainly lost on the first game of the season. Um, that's a game that we cite. Um, penalty try against us took that from us. Um, every game we've played so far this year, barring Monkstown at home and Bechtiff away, we've lost by one score. You know, So we picked up a bonus point in most games this year. That will tell you that we are a competitive side. Um, but the injuries, the 11 injuries that we've probably had on average throughout the season haven't helped us mm-hmm. um, everything has gone against us really um, the two games being called off pre-Christmas for COVID wasn't a help but we can't make excuses, we can't sit down and feel sorry for ourselves, we are at the bottom of the league we have two games to put ourselves back out of trouble, we have Dundalk at home in two weeks time and the following week we then have Ashburn at home the last game of the season I think for the sake of the southeast, we would like to see ourselves and Gorey stay up and maybe be at Dundalk and Ashburn go down. It's hard to see that happen. I think it'll be one or the other. It'll be, um, but um, we're kind of praying as well that a Leinster team that we finish maybe seventh and a Leinster team gets promoted and therefore we 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 
we stay in the league. So there's a lot of variables out there, but we're not going to go down without fighting. Um, there needs to be another question asked to the club as well. Like, if we're in this position this year and we do remain in Division 1A, which we all want to, we all want to be playing, no different than Carlo, as Tom said a few weeks ago, we all want to be in that division. But do we find ourselves this time next year back in the same predicament? Um, so we, we, we have to weigh up an awful lot of things, but the objective for now is stay in Division 1A, fight to the, fight to the very, very end. Last Saturday, we probably weren't too far off Ashburn. Um, as I said, injuries went against us. Home advantage went in their favour. Let's hope we get them at home at Kilkenny in three weeks' time where we can beat them. Let's hope we can go on the road up to Dundalk and beat them. Um, yeah, I mean, I met a lot of our players out Saturday night. And for the large part, they're all hurting. I had a big good chat with Jake McDonald, our captain, and Jake Stiden, the wool Kilkenny, his old man, his uncle's all played for the club, his uncle... His director of rugby, his father, his his um, or his father's director of rugby, his uncle is the great Red McDonald. So they're casting the Wolfie Kenny, and it means so much to these guys and all these young fellas to to stay in this league and to get back to winning ways. But I suppose heart and determination will only get us so far. We have to get ourselves right on the train and pitch. We need a hundred percent commitment from a hundred percent of the players. There's no point in having 100% commitment from 90% of the guys. We need it from every single one of them for the last remainder of the season to try to get ourselves back up this table because we all know in Kenny that they're good. They've shown that against Beckham at home, against Seapoint home and away, um, Monkstown away. They've shown that they're a good side. It's just, as we, as Tom always says, I always say, it's the fine margins, it's the details, it's those little bits and pieces and they can only be fixed by 100% of your people being on the training pitch two, three nights a week, working on that detail and working on getting it right. Um, and look, at let's let's hope we stay in the division and build to next year and try to keep it going, you know. It's, it's not a nice place to be. Um, I think I've been, I, I've been involved with Kenny teams that got relegated before and it's not a nice feeling. I've been involved with Kenny teams that got promoted before and it's the best feeling in the world. Um it's ha- it happens to every club, but that's no excuse. We have to put the structures in place in Kilkenny now to make sure that it doesn't happen again. I was chatting with somebody earlier today. We got the back-to-back Towns Cup finals in 2014 and 15. We're still relying on the nucleus of that team. We're still relying on the Joe Manuels, the Martin, the Martin, the Martin Lahys, Wes Carters, Liam Caddies of the world. You know, we 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 need more young blood coming in to kind of take the baton off those guys and bring the club forward to the next level. Jake McDonald, Aidan McDonald, Hugh Corkery, these guys are doing it really, really well. But we need more, you know, we we need more we need more youths coming through from, from youth rugby as well. Like off last year's under 18 team, um I think Connor Walsh is the only one left playing. He's playing first rugby, he's playing a high standard. But off the previous under 18 team there's only one there playing. So the conveyor belt of youths coming through at the moment isn't where it needs to be as well to make it to make the long-term sustainability in 1A. But with the current under-16s, current under-18s, we're hoping that those numbers will increase as well. So look, we have, we have it all to play for, but certainly, as we often say, sometimes you need to break eggs to make an omelette. And the position that we are in now at the moment is kind of opening our eyes as a club to some of the issues that we have and what we need to do to fix them. Absolutely, there's always an opportunity uh, amidst, 
Yeah, exactly. There's always opportunity amidst all the, the, the pain, I suppose. And, and you know, the, and this is like people are working very, very hard. It means a lot to a lot of people, you mm-hmm. know. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, look at all of the cliches are being thrown out and buzzwords are being thrown out this last few weeks. <laughs> but we know we're good enough. We know that team are good enough. Mm-hmm. We have Ashburn in the last game, James. Huh? We have Ashburn in the at last home. game at home, Tom. At home. We have Dundalk away in two weeks' time, up in Dundalk. That's a, that's a must-win game for us going up there. We need everybody on song. The good, the good news is, is that Jake Patley, the out half that we, or the scrum half that we brought in, he's back now. He's back from injury. So he got a bad head injury there at the beginning of the season. Like We're playing without him all season long. That's, you know, it's been difficult. Scrum half has been a problem for us all the season since he's kind of been on the sidelines. He's back now for the last two games. That'll be a big plus for us. We'll give it a lot more structure. Because no disrespect like to, to, to the lads, like lads have been chucked in there, inexperienced young guys like Ryan Hawk, he's only in his first year with us. He's living and working at Kilkenny, so he came down from a tie. He's only out of under 18s. Kieran Kieran Sutton is a is a very good scrum half. Um, but he's a prison warden, so he's in and out. And then we were trying Hugh Corkery there as well. And for Hugh, it's Hugh's a centre slash full back. And it's kind of it's kind of like throwing a chap in at the deep end, and he's done well there. But having a season scrum half back in there for us is going to be really important now. Those last two games, and just Absolutely. I hope to God, I hope to God we can go to Dundalk and come away with a result, and then get Ashburn at home and come away with, come away with a result. Well, that's what we're all hoping for, James. Uh, you know to keep it, keep us up there anyway. Um, so go well in the last two matches. You're mm. off this weekend, but so you have a bit of a break, I suppose, yeah. to get prepared for that. Um, Tom, there was a bit of entertainment in Oak Park at the weekend. Just gone. Uh, mm. You came out the wrong side of it, unfortunately, but it seemed to be a cracker of a match. So Tullo winning the local derby or the Carp the M Cup uh, over Carlo in the Leinster League. Um, talk us through the match. Mm. <laughs> well, look, you're lucky Tobin you was in to. France. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, look, um, look, we said last week it was going to be a, a ding dong match and it was going to be a very physical game, and uh, we were kind of, you know, very kind of nervous from the scrum point of view because our both our tight and our loose heads start and tight and loose our pops are, are injured. Um, so we had young King Clark in. You know, this would mean is for big, big, big game at, at tight head. And uh, like I said, Keane was a bit nervous on Friday night to train and, and look kind of, look kind of a, a bit nervous, just wasn't, wasn't scrummaging great on Friday. So we were a little bit nervous coming into the game, but scrumble was something that didn't come into play at all. We really, you know, we held our own the whole way through. Um, like we had good platform. Our backs played phenomenally well. We were started off just kind of got hit at the start quickly. Like, um, try went in, was a, a total kick to the corner, got a mall, and in fairness, uh, just a bit disorganized protection around the mall area. And uh, they scored a quick try and then got a, a penalty. So, we were, you know, we we're 10 mil down straight away. Mm-hmm. But we came back and like we went in, we went in a half time, one, one point ahead came back in um again flashed the ball when we we're playing across the backs the backs played super absolutely unknowns young yeah our young under eight was only under 18s last year has really come into his fold you know he was as the game grew on 
he got better and better and better. Um, but I don't know. We were like we were twenty two thirteen ahead. Everything was going right. Um, we kicked off. We kicked off to them. I think we, they just ball went down. We did, they got a penalty. They got a penalty, and that would have been twenty two sixteen, which was not a, a big issue. I mean, giving away you know a penalty kick and then to come back up, we skewed absolutely skewed the kick off. Um, our big prop just I don't know what happened. Just one of these got a, a mad break down the field, and. Uh, from there on in, we went into absolute meltdown. There is no way to describe it, but we absolutely imploded. And even speaking to in some to some of the 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 crowd from Tullow after the game, they were sure as hell thought they were going to get a dick in by the end of it. That you know that um, you know that we had found a kind of a weaker spot, getting the ball quickly across the backs, playing really really well. We gave away. 16 penalties in the game. Oh. Right? 16 penalties we gave away. That is just, you can't, we can't win at that. Um, we probably, we made some changes, maybe we shouldn't have made changes. Because um, uh, I, I think that some of the, not that we weakened our team, but I just, I think, trying to keep the consistency there with the players across the board. But you can't, and no matter, look, they're all insignificant. The key thing to us is we give away 16 penalties. You cannot win a game of rugby giving away 16 penalties. And you cannot let, well, you said it, and, and I said it, we said it in the speech when I was presenting, <laughs> talking about Tullow after the game. Um, like, we warned, the team knows you cannot let Tullow back into a game. There's certain teams, and uh, being honest, only for only for your having, a, there's something definitely wrong with Kenny at the moment because you would be considered another team that would keep going to the final whistle. You know, you can't let them back into the game. Yeah. Definitely can't let Tullo back into the game. Tullo got there, needs, and they won the game. And they found a couple of weaknesses. Pookie's last try just found a weakness in, in defence and went straight in, scored, scored a try. Um, Totally, everything went totally against what was happening. So they turned it all turned on a sixpence, and then we were a disaster. Yeah, because we had good platform. Our scrum was super. Uh, lineouts were well. We got ball off lineouts. Our backs played. Uh, as I say, scrum half. I, I can't actually pick a back that didn't have a good game. Any of the starting backs. Uh, Richie White had a great game at full back. Uh, as I say, Alan Owens outstanding, became really into the game. Uh, Jeff McDormand played really well at scrum half. Um, uh, who else was there? Came and Brennan had a, had, a, had a great game in the wing. Dave McDormand in the centre. My own, own young fella came off the pitch and said, uh, said uh, afterwards, you know, of course, being disappointed, but he said, only for one little mistake that I made, he said, I probably played the best game I played all season. So, mm. when your backline comes out like that and says, "This that they played, they're playing the best game," you know, and someone said that's probably the best card of the team they've seen in years, but we lost. <laughs> it's hard to sum them up that like. I mean, sum that sum that up like. I mean, that's yeah. like saying you know, it's something we have to fix. We have to fix it 
and in fairness, we went had it. They had on uh, Tuesday night, went through everything. Uh, I, there was no train, and Corey just sat down and they would just watched the whole game from start to finish. And uh, I don't think there was any heart, you know, just went through all the finer details, the penalties, where we're going wrong. This has to be fixed now this weekend. We're playing Clondalk and have to go out, fix the mistakes because it'll, it'll near enough be the starting team. Towns Cup is the following week. We yeah. have to win the first round. Like, no matter what, now the league is finished. Go out. This match Sunday is really, really important game. Like, maybe if you're playing the bottom team in the division, that doesn't make a damn. We have to go out and play the best rugby we possibly can and figure out. Like, I would prefer him to come in and barely beat Clondalkin, but to give away no penalties or to give away very little penalties just to get that, that key because I know they can play rugby. It's not that they can't play rugby. They're, there's phenomenal players out there. Um, I have to say, uh, I'll say it again, young Keane Clark had a, had a great game uh, to step into tight head prop against Tullo. Is a fair, fair, <laughs> fair achievement, like to be honest, a fair achievement at nine, uh, at just 19 years of age. And, uh, you know, and I think, I think his opposition, I think it could have been Scott Call back in the draft of the game, you know, you really stood up this, this time around, you know. So he got great compliments. But we have to fix the problems. And, like, to put a long story short, we have to fix our problems this weekend. Get the final details right. Go training Friday night. Get the team right. Get the final details right. Cut the penalties out. We can't afford penalties. Let the opposition have the ball. Don't go in. We were charging in off the ball. We're trying to get mm. it into jackals. No point in jacking, especially, like, I think uh, referees at this level have so much to look at that the jacket doesn't really, to be honest, unless you're really clean on it and it's completely blatant that you're over it, they're not going to give it to you because it's just so, there's too much going on. You've yeah. left flying left, right, and centre, <laughs> diving in. Like, so a referee has enough to be looking at. You're better off just let them have the ball and defend and try and drive them back and let them make mistakes yeah. and be doing this, you know? Yep, absolutely. But anyway, that was the end of that. But the good news, we have good news. We won the league. So, and the lads went out um, on, against Tolo on Sunday as well, before and the match beforehand, and had a good win. And in fairness, we have to compliments to Tolo who got their seconds together again. And in fairness, them, they've tried to put them out already. But as we know, the, some of the teams aren't fielding seconds or have pulled, you know, will pull seconds at the last minute. So in fairness to Tolo, they got a good team out. They gave it, it was a ding dong game up in the top pitch. The boys won, so they're two A Leinster Leinster League uh, seconds champions, and they deserve everything. We actually we looked at the team sheet, the list of players. I think they played forty five players in the seconds campaign this year. Very good. Well, congratulations, Thomas. Nice for your season as a person yeah. to get some silverware. Well, I tell you, what really makes you feel good is that it's not just like. Look, we all want to. The main thing is we we didn't get demoted. We would have loved got 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 promotion. Yeah, we would have liked to beat Tolo two in the second match as well as the first one, but we didn't. It's one all this year, um. But that's only local derbies. But at the end of the day, look, we are where we are. We're still where we we're in division. We're in the division. We hopefully will build on that, and uh, we have a, a great buzz about the club. So. Yeah. Plenty of there positives is, there, Tom. There is plenty of positives, but hopefully going forward now that will we just need to settle down and get get our little details right. I'm pleased, God, that they'll uh, they get a winning win this week and then go into the Towns Cup confident and uh, really go for a long for night in two weeks' time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Here, here. Um, lads, we'll move on to Ireland, France. What, what do we think? Hey. <laughs> uh, what do I'm, we think? Uh, I'm firmly of your opinion that we were dominated in the game, but with the game we still left behind. You know my feelings on the penalty call. Um, I think that was a losing of the game for us. Um, I think they had to go to the corner. But besides that, like watch the clean out Porter. Is this to try? Watch him. He's like he's moved out of there like he's a piece of paper. You know, some try forward pass. Look, just park the forward pass. It's a brilliant score. Like it's a bloody yeah. brilliant score. Heartbreaking to concede like score That's, like that after a minute of play. Like Dupont France, has to be one of the one of the best. Yeah. Uh, he his support play. He has to be one of the best support play play players in the world. I forget about him being a, a scrum half, but he's constantly in the right place at the right time. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, like, he's always he's always there on the ball. Like he's always. You're right. He's just in the right place. He's. I love watching him. That's a, that's, a, that's a big skill in itself is to know where to be yeah. on the pitch and to know. I mean, that's yeah. what makes you number one. You know, anyone can pass the ball, learn to pass the ball, but to get the whole control of the game yeah. that he has and where to be. You know, Absolutely. I was actually speaking to Harry Sutheran recently, and what Harry said is nines and tens were creating, were actually bringing on distributors and not game game controllers like lads who can control a game. And he's right, like you played a Harry Tom, he was as good as you get, like. Yeah. Absolutely. This is pure luck. Yeah, we're looking at a replay for those listening to the podcast of Mac Hansen's try. Just pure absolute magic. Ah yeah, but it was it was a good read in it. Good catch. He had what four French players around yeah. him there as well. So it was the best response we could have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, fantastic stuff. And Joey, I mean, of course. Joey had a great game. Now, yeah. that's another, and I agree, James, 100%. I know I play in the forward, played in the forward, so I'm always going to be a bit biased with a call to the corner. But the chances are you, you have to go for a game like that. I mean, I, I can't understand the decision to kick. And the other thing I actually don't understand is why we change your out half, who is playing extremely well in such a tight game, with mm. the last seven minutes to go, and you can't blame. That's not. It's not fair on Jack Carty to try and come in to win the game with just coming off the bench. And to, I know the pass was mad. It just went. It went forward. But I just find it so hard for him as a player to come off the bench and to be expected to try and win a game. It's not like scrum mm. half where you introduce him twenty minutes in. There are twenty minutes to go to up the tempo or change the game. Control bring Murray on to control the game. Or you're bringing on a, a new front row or a, a, a number eight with best, but your mm. key, your key, your key player is your ten. And if he's playing well, and you're not, you're attacking the game. Still, we're trying to win it. Mm. Yep. Yeah, no, we're not, we're not ten or twenty points, ten points ahead, and you're just going to let someone in. Joey Carvey was in the game, was in the zone, and he was playing really, yeah. really well. Yeah. Yeah. Sexton would have went to the corner all day uh, for that one as I, well. But obviously, obviously I think it, I think it's uh, look at James Ryan. He's going to go on to be a fantastic captain for Ireland over the years. This yeah. will stand to him, but like he was looking, he was looking around him like a rabbit in the headlights. I get, if Peter O'Mahony or Johnny Sexton were there, there was no second thoughts in my mind. It was pointed to the it corner. Was, 
Yeah, and it was unfortunate P went had to go off so quick as yeah. well. I suppose it took like that was one of my concerns. Myself and Tom discussed this last week about was leadership. Where were we going to have it in the halfbacks and across the pitch? And then we said, you know, obviously when Connor Murray, Peter, and come on when they empty the bench. 50, 60 minutes in, there might be a bit more stabilisation if the game was in the melting pot at that stage, which it was. But I have to say, though, lads, I'm going to admit at the time I would have went, I would have went for the posts and backed myself to get the try after because we weren't getting much purchase at that stage in that side. Up, uh, you know, there was no guarantee we were going to get a try. I but see I, your I, point I under, there. I under, I understand your goal for broke. Um, but then I, if I was a captain at the time, I said, go for the post, go for the post, just get the tree and then work back up again. Just pull yourself in that bit closer that it makes yeah. the margin easier. That was that was my thoughts on it anyway at the time. I know there's I know a few more points. Well, I see, but the, the only thing for me is that we're still, we were going to be within six. Hmm. We, we were in, within six points. Of, yeah. like, so we're still getting a losing bonus point at that stage. We got the try yeah. and got the conversion. We were ahead by one. It was far easier to defend. It's far easier to defend a one-point lead, knowing that if something goes wrong, the worst is going to happen. You're still going to get losing bonus point mm-hmm. and defend that like crazy. Then to give the risk of them coming back up the field and losing and not getting a losing or getting a score and not getting a losing bonus point. Yeah, and kind of my point was on it, like they were chasing it, yeah, and we had worked so hard to get meaningful scoring positions in the whole game like we took what three of them we had mauled them over in that same corner earlier in the game i think we i i at I, I know we're focused i know we're focusing on one pivotal moment in the game when there were so many others like we'd scored three really good tries i think park gibson parks try was really good it was a typical scrum half score but mm-hmm. We probably shouldn't be focusing on that one pivotal moment, that one decision. However, in my eyes, that one decision cost us what's a valuable, what, what could have been a valuable win in France. Mm. There was nothing to say that we we're going to go to the corner and take them down and maul them over again. But I think the odds were very much in our favour. And I think at that stage of the game, we had worked so hard to get into score-getting opportunities or score-getting positions. There was, what, five, six minutes left at that stage. We go to the corner. Even if we lose possession of the rugby ball off the line-out, they're still rooted an hour and a half. They yeah. can score. That's so a good point, Jack. If, 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 you, if you score the try, you're wasting two minutes there as well after the try. Get the conversion. Tee up your conversion. Go ping it over the bar. We all jog and saunter back. Suddenly then... Where there was six minutes left, there's only four minutes to go. You win the kickoff and you ping them back down into the corner again, you know, and you defend like hell. I, yeah. I, I just, I think, I think James Ryan was caught in the headlights, and he, I, I think all, all of the factors weren't considered. And look at, he'll learn from it. We'll have a good captain yeah. in years to come. And but it's, it, it's game, Ken Dillon it's like game, game management we, at the end was so yeah, important, um, you know, and I, and I ran, think we, we, we blew it a bit. Now, we ran France close in France. There's lots of positives to be taken from it. And and on that, let's call a spade a spade. France, at the moment, and I know we're about 18 months, the guts of 18 months out from a World Cup, France are probably favourites for the World Cup at the moment. Mm -hmm. With the half-back, with the pack, and with the back line that they have. Like France are a a really good team. And I think in Ireland, we always have a bit of a problem where we always think others are better than us. We gave them a, a big rattle last week. 
Absolutely. They, pull, they pulverize us at the, break, uh, at the breakdown constantly totally. from, from, from the first whistle. Mm. And to be able to survive that and to get the tries that we got and to be in the game at the end through the physicality that they put into that game with mm. the players they have, I mean, I think we're there or thereabouts. I mean, the French are beatable too because they can implode. The biggest, as I would say, the only, the biggest asset that the French have got at the moment is Sean Edwards is after changing the whole, whole. There's no more of that. The penalties, we'll go back to Carlo Lewison. It's no more of those penalties. They're giving, not giving away the penalties. Their, their defence is superb. And that you was... See, they, were so, they were so aggressive in defence. Like, they belted Ireland. Like, they just... It was... Yeah, and that's the not the way. French. That wasn't the French way of no. doing it because the French played open rugby, but they also gave away. How many times did France lose in the last number of years through mm. stupid penalties, throwing the ball ridiculously away, or giving away a simple, a, a silly try through a, through yeah. not being set up properly? Mm. No, um, was, you're right. Look at our look at the positives from an Irish point of view. We're still what a year a year and a bit out from the World Cup. Um, yeah. Joy Carberry. Has come in in a in a very very pressurized test game. He did good. Like he's obviously a bit to learn, of course. And we keep making the comparisons to Johnny. But besides that, he had a great game. Um, there's a lot of young lads going to get a lot of game time between now and then. We've to, you know there's the rest of the Six Nations. There's next year's Six Nations. You know this this Andy Farrell plan and this Paul O'Connell work and everything is is working and it's building. So you know a few months ago, as we were. Good. A few months ago, we were here saying Joey Carberry, yeah, he has to go to full-back. That's where he plays his best rugby. Now, all of a sudden, Sexton gets injured, he gets his chance, and we see what we're missing at international level. What he does with Munster, what he does at Ireland are two different things. Yeah, um, yeah, but we're seeing, we're, in my eyes, we saw what Joey Carberry is capable of last Saturday. He shouldered an awful lot of pressure coming into the game. The French were doing what the French do, and they were trying to stir SHIT. We're trying to wind up Sexton, then Sexton got injured, and Carberry just went in there, no pressure on his shoulders at all. Yeah. He played like a lad that had been playing the whole time. And we were criticizing him three months ago, saying he was finished, he wasn't going to be there, blah, 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 blah. Now, all of a sudden, if Johnny Sexton did a cruciate, or whatever reason Johnny Sexton had to retire in the morning, based on just on his performance last Saturday, would we be that worried about Carberry taking the starting 10 role for permanently? I wouldn't, anyway. No, and I think he's just he needs to get I hope he gets his game time against mm. Italy and gets another yeah. you know, get gets to get a bit of game time under his belt for the rest of Six Nations. Yeah. Let um, him go into you're it. going to need Johnny for the you're going to need Johnny without for doubt. the for the England game. Mm. Oh without doubt. Know, without know. doubt because particularly with two leggy coming back for England. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the tactical stuff that Johnny's the master at. It's just reading a game as it's being played. Um, you know, even Joy sat back very deep last week as well. Um, this isn't a criticism, but he, he does for Munster too. Um, he, you know, he wasn't first receiver like Johnny. He wasn't playing up in the line a lot like Johnny, but he was sometimes. But yeah, that's the thing though. He can grow into it as well. Um, he's and learning like, from one coming, of the best too. Yeah, and coming into a World Cup year, I think we probably have the best front row as a combination we've ever had. Well, and probably one of the best back row combinations we've ever had. Yeah. You know, I still think we're probably weakish at second row. Ty Byrne is playing really, really well. Is he an out and out second row? He's probably not big enough. He's probably that five point, that kind of that 
hybrid back row player that can go into the second row and do a really good job and a really good job. I think what I'm saying that, you know, I think we're, we're going really, really well all around the pack. Gary Ringrose is coming back to form. Robbie Henshaw is coming back. You know, um, I would Gibson. be yeah. going really well. He's going well. You're getting a lot of criticism, but I, I don't think it's all warranted either. Well, I think he did all right. I mean, he did he did no, fairly right. well at, at, at the weekend because I mean, as I say, like when you're when you're, when, you're getting, when you're getting pulverized yeah. like that, as I said on the yeah. breakdown, uh, to get first scrum half to get away a clean ball, you know, is 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 phenomenal. So I mean, like, yeah. did he did do well? I would fear though our our backup. Uh, tight head is, is definitely an issue and yeah. our, our backups because to have the two boys still in the park at 60 something minutes you know mm-hmm. in the modern game I know yeah. they're giving it their all but you should we Finley need I mean Knox will be Irish qualified next year but he has to get a run of games in with Munster as well yeah, yeah. but we we'll need I... someone to step in you yeah. know they have, have to get that have to get that in I think think the selection of Finlay in that, and this is controversial as well, is is more down to politics than 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 anything. It's keeping the Who numbers up. The chap in Ulster, is it O'Toole? Tom O'Toole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They'll have a lot. They have to prove themselves. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, like, they'll have to prove but, themselves over the summer because they need to have. We need definitely need. We're we're actually. And it's probably the weakest, one of the weaker things we have in the country is actually to, is a tight head prop. Even though we mm. probably have the best, we probably have the the best tight head prop in the world. But we also yeah. are short of tight head Everywhere props. Yeah. Well, I'll totally be qualified in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> when Kelleher went off injured though, and Sheen came on, like it was seamless. Like we, yeah, yeah like Dan Sheen is a great find. That's going to be some ding dong battle for that jersey in Leinster and in Ireland. Like now, obviously oh. Kelleher's in pole position, but. Like Jesus, it's it's class. I, it's excellent. I I had my worries about Dan Sheen. I was told Chris Pym was the person that flagged him for me back a couple of years last year. I think it was. Is keep an eye on him, and he hasn't let down. But um, no. yeah, no, he's no, he's flying it. Johnny Scott. Yeah. Johnny Tobin says it a lot, and I think he's right. Winger is probably somewhere where we are a little bit vulnerable. You know, I think, you know. James Lowe has to come back in and it's great that Mac Hansen is there and Conway mm. is there. Balakoon is there, but we are we are we out now world class? Like we probably have world class players across the field, but winger I think we might be a little bit suspect. And I would expect to hear the Keith Earls retires as well at the end of this season because yeah. all of the contract extensions are being announced, but there's nothing coming for Earls, you know. No, it's gone. He set up this coffee business as well, just yeah. in time, and so, and the book and everything. So, yeah, interesting. Not to be positive about on the uh, on it all, you know. Absolutely, we're gonna have to wrap it up there, lads. But just before we go, Ed Byrne, Leo Cullen signed contract extensions. Happy days for Leinster supporters, anyway. For Leo, Leo's going on these rolling one-year contracts, um, but happy to have him for another year, anyway. And Ed Byrne, of course, yeah. Carlo Man getting another run in the blue, so all good. And the rumor mill, the rumor mill, kind of seen it there yesterday that Roundtree is taking the Munster head coach's job, but Noel McNamara apparently touted coming in as his assistant. What do you think of that, James? Hmm. I won't call judgment, <laughs> but I think Noel McNamara is good. I think Roundtree is good, and there's a Kiwi coming in who was the George current Georgia head coach as well, apparently. So, you know what? Let's let's, 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 let's see what happens. Well, I hope to God they have a good attacking coach. That's all I can say. 
it's Pero same, have, yeah. you know it's 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 been their biggest fault in the last while. So yeah. Milton Haig. It's just the same that this forwards coach. Who? Absolutely. Milton Haig. He's the oh. current Georgia coach, and I think he was involved with the Highlanders as well. Interesting. Mm. Yes, lads, we'll wrap it up there for the week. Uh, oh, lads! Yeah. If you want to watch the podcast, you can go. If you're listening on Spotify now, you can watch it on YouTube, and um, where you can see some pictures of that France Island match as well, some highlights of the lads talking about it. Spotify, um, very controversial. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a music artist, and uh, we have our own issues with Spotify, um, with how to look after artists. But that's a whole other uh, discussion for a different realm. Um, lads, brilliant talking to you again. Go well at the weekend, Tom. You're in action, and all your teams, of course. And uh, yeah, we'll chat to everyone same time next week. Yeah, Talk we'll see you all back on Sunday, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, handy boys. 